Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. What saved us on, on Sunday was we were outstanding in the red zone, is that when we got down there, we scored touchdowns. We had other opportunities. We just we didn't take advantage of them. I have been relatively pleased in terms of how we've run the football. Certain times we could be better. I mean, you can't control the game if you can't run the football. Play action game's not not up to speed, your short yardage, your goal line. We've been good in the red zone because we've been able to run it. I think with him, it's more being healthy. The more he's able to get out there and practice and get in the games, he's able to sustain that. Um, he's only going to continue to get better. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you have in your call sheet like where you think there's opportunities for a player, but sometimes the defense takes that away. A number of times coverage could dictate that, you know, and then you've got to go somewhere else with the football, and then, you know, being able to move players around can help that. Todd Munkin, Ravens offense coordinator, met with the media yesterday talking about various subjects, and he addressed a few which we're going to address right now, as a matter of fact. And that last comment was about having a game plan specific to a certain player. Right. And as you heard him say, sometimes, yeah, defense takes away some of that planning because we talked about it yesterday, how it seems as though targets go to one player, others might not get as many as they should, given the opportunities that maybe they deserve and not deserve because they're nice guys, deserve because they might be open and the other guy's not as open. But Todd Munkin saying, yeah, sure, we have something designed for player Z, and that's not as a Flowers reference, but more, you know, defenses change things, and then you have to improvise and adapt, not video over the course of the individual play itself, as it's happening in real time, but I guess as the game flows and understanding what defensive schemes have changed, improvising and adapting. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I I can understand, you know, what Todd's saying, Bob, because yeah, I mean, because you're a quarterback and you kind of understand the coverage, but then it changes when you're dropping back. So yeah, the only thing I would say to that, Bob, is is like if that was the case. Jerry Rice would have never got a ball. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so um, you find, like he said, you motion and you do you do things to get him open. You do things to create space for him. You, you know, you get him a quick screen. You do those kind. You get him a jet sweep like they did. So I think that they'll create some ways for him. You know, where he's not the fourth option. You know, where he's first. How did Odell Beckham Jr. get seven targets? You know, mm-hmm. you know, because on the one, Bob, they put three receivers on one side, put him on the other, and they ran the slant in there. Um, so, 
I think they'll devise some things because they, I mean, Harbs has talked about it. Monk has been talking. People have been asking about it. And people are asking about it. They ask about it for two reasons. Either they suck or they're doing, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're kind of standing out. So he's looking good right now, and he's making plays, and people are asking, shouldn't he get more targets? And uh, we're talking about Rashad Bateman, of course, now. And Monk had said injuries had something to do with it. Slowed him down a little bit. Yep, early on. Yes, it did. He missed He missed most of training camp. Missed all the preseason games. So, yeah, it's it's taken him a while to get going. And then the Pittsburgh game was a setback. And body language sucked. I went to throwing him the ball either after that. In the last two weeks, body language is good. Production's up. Making plays. He deserves to get the ball more. And also heard Todd talking about the Ravens' run game. And, and are they fully satisfied with it? Maybe not. But Vinny, we'll get into the stats later in the show. As usual, they're one of the best running teams in the National Football League. Yeah, they're ranked third. Through I mean, yeah, you're every, every year, Bob, no matter who the coordinator is, they run the football well. And, and how do you run the football well? I mean, having your quarterback helps because more times than not, He's getting you 40 to 50 yards, you know, which, you know, if you're running back, get you 50, you're getting over 100. So, and their old linemen do a good job run. And Ricard helps a lot in a run game too, you know, because he's a road grader and they got road graders. Morgan Moses is a better run. You know what he does good? He pulls and turns up the field extremely well. Ronnie Stanley is good at those things. You know, in Kolar in the run game, he can shield. He can't knock anybody off the ball. The tight ends they got, they're shielders. You know, they're box out guys. You know, and and the other the other linemen, they they do a good job coming off the ball. So, and they combo up. They're smart and they're tough. They're physical, and that's what they got to be. This this weekend, Bob, if they could rush for two hundred yards, that would be so big in this game because. Seattle is not a big physical team, and even like Greg Bell said yesterday from the Tacoma Times or whatever it was, they struggle with power teams. And they have a good secondary, too. Very good. Which we'll get into as we get into the keys to the game, which is coming up here at 10.30. Video at 8105.7, the fifth featured artist Friday. That reveal coming up in a couple of minutes. Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. You mentioned Morgan Moses. Yep. Did not practice again yesterday. So that's two days out. Shoulder, wasn't it? Uh, yes. But others are back. Beckham's back. Gus Bus was back. Uh, let's see. Stanley was back. Darrell Worley looks like he might be on the uh, on the uh, active roster because they made a move with Seymour yesterday. Rocky Sin with an illness. He has not practiced for a couple of days. But to what we were talking about yesterday, don't take into account Six people didn't show up on Wednesday. Four of them were back, including Adape Owe as well. But Morgan Moses not practicing for two days. I would think that would put his uh, status in peril, perhaps, for Sunday. The the only thing that, you know, he probably does the walkthroughs, Bob, you know, in the mornings. Um, Doesn't go out to practice, probably doing rehab and stuff at that time. Today's the, the big day. If he doesn't practice today... Bob, you know what's going to be interesting is Falele, or I'm guessing Makari would be the right tackle, right? He's the versatile guy. Yeah, and he's more athletic because um, the only Falele, Bob, how how cool would it be? Falele be the right tackle, 
And who is the pass rusher? Oh, boy, his, his teammate. Yeah. The only thing is, is um, Mafe, I think, will give him some problems. I think he gives not speed wise, but he, he's got, you know, he's got this uncanny hands and stuff where he, he gets a pass rush. Uh, and, you know, if Falele doesn't get his f- step back and punch out, he could have some some issues there where I think Macari, Macari's not, not going to have a problem. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Get on in here with your prediction for Sunday's game. It's two first-place teams. Ravens, six-point favorites over Seattle. It's going to be a nice day weather-wise. Mm-hmm. Projected to be 48 hours away from kickoff. We're going to be at the uh, Horseshoe Casino. Brew Brothers for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored. The pregame show starting at 10 o'clock. We'll get into all of that and more. But Ravens are six-point favorites. And, Vinny, you mentioned that Greg Bell came on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, and said, hey, is the spread appropriate? He said, yeah. It just He's, seems... He seemed pessimistic Yeah, that Seattle... Don't they have a chance? Obviously, but he wasn't liking third chances. Just put it that way. Yeah, the only, I mean, Bob. That's what was the spread when they played Detroit? Like two. They was three. Yeah, and that's two. Well, home field advantage, basically. Yeah, uh, that one kind of surprises me a little bit. With you know a five and two team and a six and two team, two teams, two division leaders, and the you know the NFC West is a good division. So I had that one. The the point spread seems high to me. You know, and I don't know any a lot about spreads, but that just seems, you know, that uh, you know a lot higher than I thought. Yeah, it would it's be. not going to be a grinded out game. For instance, last night Pittsburgh was two and a half point favorites over Tennessee at home, with the rookie quarterback coming off a very impressive performance. Steelers win twenty to sixteen, so they cover the spread and the under hit. I believe it was thirty six and a half. But we talked about it, and I know Steelers lost to Jacksonville last week. Steelers are like try to get dog poop out of the treads of your uh, nice tennis shoes. Yeah, it just doesn't disappear. You could scrape, you could wash and squirt. You're gonna have to eventually throw them in the washing machine, which loses their uh, awesomeness because you don't want that to happen. They just don't seem to disappear. And Tennessee was leading. Into the fourth quarter. Yep, no doubt about it. Interesting play calling there. They were third and four, and then they did a running play and then tried to go for it all. But Levis, I thought, acquitted himself nicely. Threw the pick at the end and what? 11 seconds. Yeah, left. I mean, it was the end of the game. But he had him down there mm-hmm. in a position to possibly win the game. But Steelers, they just, they eek and they grind and they scrape and they claw. And, and here they are, you know, eight games in, they're five and three. Yeah, and statistically, they suck. Yes. You know, have they been outgained? Like, oh, dude, to your point, before you get to the break, watching the replay of Sports Center this morning at 5 o'clock, can't remember the anchor, but talk after the pick, it's a brilliant defense. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, the Ravens, they catch three of seven drop passes. They get blown out at home. <laughs> yep. I don't know where the brilliance J.J. Watts, or T.J. Watts, a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. And Highsmith's an outstanding player. But defense as a whole, the numbers say the exact opposite about that. Yeah, they're 30th on defense. and They're, they're minus 30 in point difference. <laughs> I mean, uh, somehow, some way, they just hang in there. They've given up more points than any team in the division. 
1-6. Brilliant defense. It's video Andy, 105.7 the fans. So the Steelers win. So that's all that matters, I Bob, guess. Cleveland kicked their ass, but they turned it over twice and Watt got a touchdown. You know, the defense scored more points than the offense that day. Terps are eight and a half point dog, eight point dogs, I should say. Spread has changed again. Penn State tomorrow, 3.30 at CQ Stadium. Maryland's lost three in a row, trying to get bowl eligible. I said last week if they lost to Northwestern, they wouldn't win another game, and I still feel that way, to be totally honest with you. I hope I'm wrong. Keith Cavanaugh, we'll talk to him coming up at 11.30. Gunnar Henderson won an award, his second of the offseason. We'll get into that and more. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to get into, and we're doing it here on this featured art. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. If the guys outside of where Beaks aligns can't do the things that they're doing, it doesn't allow him to give, have those opportunities, and vice versa. If, if it all works hand-to-hand. That was Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator, talking about uh, Justin Matabike and his <clears throat> interior pass rush, mm-hmm. but giving credit to the outside guys, you know, forcing decisions by pass protection. That's allowed uh, Justin Matabike to do some interesting things through the middle of this Ravens pass rush, where right now he leads the Ravens in sacks with six and a half. Yeah. Well, the the nice thing, you know, what Mike's talking about, too, is is you want to get him isolated. You know, Bob, you want to get him one-on-one. You don't want him to have center help. Um, You know, so if they go, you know, if you got Pierce over to center, and then you got uh, Clowney, let's say, on the tackle, and they're coming, you know, and then he's one-on-one with the guard, and then it's then it's just you got to win your matchup, and he's winning his matchups, and he's, you know, and he should win the matchups. Their guards are not strong, Seattle's. I mean, it's kind of like rotating, you know, guys in that group of three in there. So he's going to be better than anybody that he plays. If he can get one-on-one – He's got a really good chance 
to get pressure right up the middle on the quarterback. It's 58 Haiti, 1057 The Pen. It's Petri Artist Friday, Nolan McGraw. I don't want to uh, show any uh, lack of respect, I guess, to our featured artist. And uh, we were talking about it yesterday. So play that song again, if you don't mind. I don't want to make you improvise and adapt. Let's do this. Okay. So fresh, so clean. Outcast is the artist, I of did course. shower today. I did not shave. Thanks for that. Oh, we're talking about the song. Outcast. Yes. It's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. So fresh, so clean. One of their bigger hits. It is? I would say so, yeah. This is? Have I been living inside a bubble here? This was like early 2000s. Right around 2000, actually. You're asking a lot there, Nolan. Well, can't remember what I did two days ago. I'm not. T- I'm telling. I'm not asking. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Outcast, anything you want to hear from them, we got you covered. 410-583-1057 is the number. Send your request. Dolan McGraw, who seems like an expert. On their catalog, he's gonna uh, he's gonna roll with you and roll with you in a big way. Let's get out to the phones. Ravens trying to get that fourth win consecutive, which means they're rolling into the next couple of games, which are division games against Cleveland, and then you got short week Cincinnati coming up after that. Nolan, do me a solid and let's pull up Tony and Rosedale, please. Tony, what's happening, hey, buddy? How you guys doing? Doing all right, Tony. I always got a little quick comment on y'all's selection of music. Recently, you know, it's a recent bias. Outcast was voted the greatest hip-hop group ever. I mean, over top of Run DMC, Wu-Tang, and everybody. But do, you have, do you have an issue with that? I got a big issue with that. You know, I grew up in the 80s. They weren't better than Run DMC. They wasn't better than Houdini. All these groups that I grew up on, they weren't. They, they just invented a culture in the South. That's what they did. Okay. And got that really jumping off. But anyway, uh, if you can get on Sorry Miss Jackson, that was their biggest hit for me. I'm so I'm sure he has that. All right, Don't Nolan, do you agree with Tony's assessment that that's an inappropriate selection? No, that is their biggest hit. But probably. I mean that they... I disagree with that. I think the they're better biggest than band DMC, of all team. but that's just one man's opinion. Better than Run DMC. I'm yeah. going to have to disagree with that. Much bigger discography. <laughs> and, and Much co- better discography. And coincidentally enough, Tony, I don't even know if Nolan even get this reference. I'm wearing Adidas today. What? That's their biggest mm-hmm. thing. Oh, now walk this way right. is their biggest thing. Stepped on stage at Live Aid. All people gave. Anyway, let me get on. Oh, yes. Okay, I, I told you I grew up in the 80s. Grew up in the 80s. I've seen great combination, combinations of... Burt Jones, the Roger Carr, Correct. Montana, Montana, the Rice, you, you know, now Jamar Chase. I got a new combo that's going to work in our favor Sunday, and it's kind of funny. How about Gino to Gino? I see it coming. Oh, Smith Gino the Stone. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I've watched, I've watched, you know, some Seahawk games, and he he he's going to give up a couple with every game. I think, especially and, and you, the biggest thing is just catch him. I mean, because last week, you know, they they dropped one first pick six. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, catch the ones that they throw to you; they'll be fine. And like I said, Seattle has been winning, and his numbers have been pretty good. But if you look at, like, the last five games, he's been throwing picks on a regular basis. No, the last three. The last three, he's thrown five. 
Right. I think we gonna we might take one to the house. I think I just texted a couple of people. I said, you know, we might be leaving early again like we did Detroit. That's my assessment of this game. So, oh. All right, Tony. Where do the Beastie Boys fit into any of this? Is that cool or are they appropriate? Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you because I'm a hip-hop junkie. Yes. They are not even the greatest Caucasian group. There was a group called Third Base. Search. Third Base. Uh, yeah. Somebody, I've been told more than one time I look like MC, MC Search. Right. I don't see There's it. I'm looking nice. more like Brad Pitt is what I was. <laughs> Robert Redford. You, you do. Now, now, now that I think about it, you, you do a little bit, but that's the greatest Caucasian whack group that I know. Yeah, Gas Face. I remember that song. Nolan wasn't even born yet. You guys have a good one. All right, see All right. Damn, am I schooling you on hip-hop? Look at me. Now, Vanilla Ice obviously is the John Lennon of his <laughs> We can't disrespect the Beastie Boys, though. Again, it's oh, discography. Yes. Again, show me, show me better discographies. All right. Well, we can get into this later in the show. I mean, we got a lot to get to, but Geno Smith becoming turnover prone when we watch the defensive film. Is Geno Stone right place, right time, or are the ball skills becoming kind of... All right, he's anticipating things maybe better than obviously he's ever done before. Maybe Gino is becoming who Gino was, you know. I mean, but they are five and two. Sure. In two of the last three games, though, his quarterback ratings 78 and 70. So he hadn't done great, you know. And like I said in that Cleveland game, Bob, that should have been a third interception, which was an easy pick six. Right in, right in the safety's hands, and he dropped it, which changes the game. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, we'll take your calls at 410-583-1057. Ravens are six-point favorites over Seattle, and as Tony just said, he thinks they're going to be heading to the exits early. I don't know why, Vinny. I'm more concerned with this game than I was with the Lions game. And the Lions were coming in, which a m- much greater national appeal because they were on fire and the Ravens just blew them out of M&T Bank Stadium. I just think Walker, Kenneth Walker, we talked Metcalf, we could talk Lockett and Smith and Jigba. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be the difference in this game. Golf scared me though, Bob. I mean, Bob, he was like, we were talking about him that week. MVP candidate. And their offensive line's good and, you know, the receivers are good and Gibbs. Uh, the tight end, Laporta. I, Detroit scared me. Well, there's weaponry here in Seattle. Are you scared? Let us know at 410-583-1057. Ravens, Seahawks, battle of first place teams, m Bank Stadium. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Vinny and Haney's keys to the game. We're doing a hell of a job. We're resilient. We're moving on and we're playing our all right, Ravens, Seahawks, battle of first place teams, Dolan. His last day I have to Don King this matchup. Seattle's 5-2, and two, winners of five of their last six. The Ravens are 6-2, first place in the north of the AFC, winners of three in a row. Hefty spread, however, with first place teams, Ravens minus six. Vinny Serrato, how do the Ravens get win number seven? Starting a three-game homestand here with division foes looming next. I think uh, number one and probably most important, make it an AFC North game. What do I mean by that? I've been talking about it the last couple of days. Make it physical. The Ravens are a big physical team. And Seattle, they, they play in the NFC West. You know, and you got to stop San Francisco when you're building your team. What do we got to do to win the division? We got to beat San Fran. That's that zone stretch stuff and all that. So they have a lot of athletic. They have a lot of speed. You know, they don't have the biggest guys on defense. Adding adding Leonard Williams is a 306-pound guy, and he's playing. So that'll give them some size inside. So I think that they're going to be able to run right at them. Make it physical. Because they, they, um, they beat Cleveland, which... Cleveland outdid everything to them except win. And then Cincinnati beat them. Number two, pressure pressure Geno Smith in the turnovers. He's got six interceptions, but he's got five in the last three games. So against the two AFC North teams, two interceptions in each game. So get pressure on him. He'll give it to you. Number three, tackle their wide receivers after the catch. You know, they've got Metcalf, who's like 240 pounds. You know, I mean, he's a big physical guy. So it's different tackling him than it is, you know, tackling Lockett, who's quick, explosive, and, you know, make you miss kind of guy. And then, you know, with um, Njigba, Njigba, they're going to want to get him the ball on, you know, quick screens and that kind of stuff. He's got some burst and explosiveness, and he's got some run ability. So, you know, you got to tackle him. He got a touchdown in the last game. He's their leading yak guy, too, at a buck 41. And then the next one, protect the ball. I mean, the Ravens got to protect the football. If they don't turn it over, you know, what happens with um, you, you can't beat yourself. You know, don't give them any easy ones that, because they're momentum changers. And it seems like when the Ravens' offense has momentum, they're ass kickers. When um, they don't have momentum, they're punters. <laughs> you know, so protect the ball. Number five, Lamar be on his game. Lamar's got to be on his game, not only physically, but mentally. Mentally be on the game. And what do I mean by that? In the throwing game and then, you know, like, all right, with your read options and all those things, you know, giving or taking, you know, read those things properly. 
because are they going to try to confuse you too? You know, you've been through that one time, so you understand it if it happens. They have an excellent secondary. Excellent secondary. Now, speaking of that, receivers got to win one-on-one battles and make some plays because this is the best secondary that they're going to play against. I mean, they got three corners that are really good. Safeties are good. And then Jamal Adams is their third safety plays like a linebacker. So this is going to be a challenge. And I'm sure that they've been challenging the receivers all week. You got to win on these one-on-one battles. You got to run great routes. You know, you got to be at your depth. You got to run with speed and explosiveness. This is a huge game for the wide receivers. Witherspoon can lay the wood to you, too. He's had a couple of highlight reel hits this year. Yeah, Witherspoon's a good player. I mean, I, I thought he was best DB in the draft. Um, yeah, he, he can do it. He can do it all. And, and he's really cocky. So, I mean, their corners are double move possibilities just because they're so cocky. The best one, though. I think uh, Woolen, number 27, I like him a lot. You know, he usually goes on there, but he's got some size and some length to him, too, and he can run. He, he's he's a good player. And then the next one is rush for over 150 yards, and that goes back to making it an AFC North game, making it a Ravens game. You know, rush for over 150-plus, I think that would be huge. Number one, it uh, controls the clock, and then it gives you a lot of opportunities because all of a sudden – you know, you're making plays in a run game. Those safeties, they start creeping up. It's going to be interesting to see if Lamar's under center more for bootlegs and play-action pass type stuff. Next one is, you got to be great in the red zone. They're 30th. They're one of the worst teams in the red zone, so you got to be you got to be great in the red zone. You know, three or four, four or five, whatever. I mean, they give up 73% in the red zone. And like we heard Todd say, running the ball, it goes back to, you know, hammer them. Hammer them. Just, you know, Gus Bus, we're coming right at you, man, because we're bigger than you are. And then last but not least, handle their blitzes and stunts. Like I said, they're not the biggest guys. What do they like to do? They like to stunt. They like to blitz because they got athletic guys. So they're going to be uh, TE, tackle, and twisting and doing a lot of different things to try to get pressure on Lamar. Now, we talked about this yesterday, Vinny, the fact that Seattle's flying west to east. Not that big a deal at this stage of the season. They were just in Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. And they were in New York, you know, right. not long ago. You know, like like I said, for like I was in San Francisco 10 years. So um, the first game is always the toughest. When Like if you're playing the opener out there, first time that you've gone west to east and it's 10 in the morning, yeah, you're, you're tired. You know, we always never used to get going until halftime. You kind of wake up. But they, like you said, Bob, I mean, they've done it a number of times. They're in a routine now. They're probably getting in Friday night. Then Saturday's your normal day. And then Sunday you're up and, you know, it's pretty normal. So I don't see it being a problem. Vinny at Haiti, 105.7, the fan, your prediction for Sunday's game. Get in here at 410, 583-1057. When we come back, we're going to hear from Odell Beckham Jr., All right, he's frustrated with his individual production, but he's happy with the team's success right now as the Ravens sit here at 6-2. Are you as a fan happy with Odell Beckham? Big fancy name, a move we think made to pacify Lamar Jackson, but haven't really seen any results. Question I have, and we'll answer it when we come back or try to. What do you really expect from him now in the final nine games of the season what are your realistic expectations i'm assuming he'll score a touchdown but is he really going to score 
that many. I mean, if we look, his glory days of 14 through 16 are long gone. Yes. But at this stage of his career, what are you looking to get from him down the stretch? And we talked about this all week long with Rashad Bateman. We'll see him do some really good things because he's got a contract long term mm-hmm. possibly to worry about. Will the Ravens even pick up his fifth year option? At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Company? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. This is voted upon by who? The greatest hip-hop band of the millennium? Probably one publication's opinion. But had Tony and Rosedale all fired up. You, uh, You doubled down on Outkast being the band? Well... Look, there's other it's all groups that you could probably make a better case for being better than Outkast. I just don't think Run DMC is one of them. Okay. But, hey, look, before we get back to the sports, Ravens six-point favorites over Seattle. Battle of first-place teams. Nolan, have I mentioned that this week? Just a few. It's Battle of first-place teams. M&T Bank Stadium. Music's all matter of preference and taste. Yep. There are bands that are considered to be brilliant genius you couldn't pay me to listen to for instance i'm not a big country and western guy if it's on and i'm not in charge of the music i just deal with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you know i'm big beatles heavy metal fan classic rock is kind of my genre and classic rock i throw in temptations and earth wind and fire and stevie wonder because that's all kind of in my little bubble and Vinny, you're down with some of that stuff Yep. If you don't like it, I don't care. I like what I like. I listen to what pacifies me. And if you think Outcast is better than Run DMC, that's just, you know, it's your opinion. And if you enjoy that more, I mean, it's all good. To Not Tony's a... point, it is based on, you know, what you listened to growing up. Uh-huh. So I, I obviously didn't grow up in the 80s. Right. I don't have a, an emotional attachment to that. So it makes sense. What about uh, first base over the Beastie Boys, though? Huh? Nah, that's egregious. Uh, yeah, I think most would agree. I'm questioning that. But anyway, <laughs> let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. Trust me, if the Ravens lose to Seattle, last thing we're talking about is outcast and uh, first base and music because yeah. everybody's going to want to fire and bench and get rid of people. Yeah. But the Ravens are six points. The odds makers like them a lot. As we said yesterday, if you missed it, with Greg Bell, who covers the uh, Seahawks for a Tacoma newspaper out there, he thought the six-point spread was fair yeah. because Seattle has doesn't respond well to physical teams. And with the Ravens defensively, this might be the most – Cleveland. But Cleveland, Baltimore, probably the two most physical teams they've faced so far. I mean, the G-Man can get at you, but – Maybe yeah. not this year. No. Yeah, no, not this year. Their offensive line's pitiful. Yeah. I would say, yeah, Cleveland, Cincy, they can be fairly sure. physical too. You know, they're an AFC North team, and you got to be. I mean, they and they've won the AFC North, so, you know, you they've got to be physical. And, and all they've got to be Sunday is the most physical team on the field. That's all they got to be. And I would be shocked if they weren't. 
Let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Bel Air. It's Rob. Rob, thanks for holding what's happening. Featured Artist Friday, Football Friday. Absolutely. And, Bob, me and you agree about the same music. Right. We're exactly the same. I mean, were you, a, were you a big Southern rock music fan? I can hang with Skinner a little bit. Yep. But, you know, like the Molly Hatchets and stuff like that, I wasn't that big of a... ZZ Top and all that. Oh, yeah, I love ZZ Top, for yeah, sure. Yeah, me, me too. The thing that concerns me about the game, if I had to have a concern, is a couple of things. When the Ravens rush the passer, they need to wrap up the quarterback. I mean, Clowney could have like eight or nine sacks this mm-hmm. year. I mean, yep. how many times has he missed that? And if there's a fumble, just fall on the ball. That that I think that cost them a few times with that. And not... They've had quarterbacks right there, and you're and once those quarterbacks they miss them, they always make a play down the field. It seems to always happen against the Ravens. And looking at Lamar, just the one thing about Lamar, seeing the game between Detroit and some other teams, he holds the ball, Vinny, way too long. And everybody likes to say, well, the offensive line needs to be blocked better. How how what is the average? Like four seconds, three seconds. You know, stuff like that. Sometimes Lamar is there waiting, waiting. And sometimes I watch the All-22, and I'm wondering what he's waiting for. Because there are some guys along the sideline that are open that are open yep. that he could get to. So I don't know. And sometimes I wonder, too, and I don't know if you all watch the game, he tries to force it so much to OBJ. I yes. always feel that way. Yep. I, o- I always feel even the throw in the end zone against the Steelers. I mean, I know what you're saying. If it would have been thrown to the pylon. No, if would... he throws it back shoulder to touchdown because Porter was ahead of him, you know? Right. I totally agree. That's just my thoughts. And I do believe, and this is what scares me when you watch the Ravens, do the Ravens have that pass rusher that's a closer at the end of the game? Because my only thing is I believe this game, and I'll probably, either the Ravens will be up by two or four, and then Seattle will be driving at the last fourth quarter of that game, and I'm just praying that we, we can get to them or make a play because that always seems to bite the Ravens. I don't know if you all agree with me, but that's what I've seen for, for many years. Now, when, hey, Hi, Rob. Rob, when you watch, you know, I'm sure you watch the All-22, their guards and center, I think, I think the Ravens are going to get some inside pressure. And I think it'll be stunts. It'll be Matabike. And don't be shocked if old Michael Pierce isn't pushing that center right back to the quarterback some, too. But to his point, do they have the the T.J. Watt that's going to come in and make that that play when you need him? Von Miller. I mean, we're talking about all pro Hall of Fame guys. But who's the closest to that that the Ravens have right now? That'd be Clowney. And... Um, I, I can see Jason Peters will be the right tackle, who's 41 years old. Correct. You know, so you can beat him. He's a big physical guy, but you can beat him on the outside. You can beat him with some speed. You can beat him, you know, like a spin back inside. I think Oway would give him some problems, too. I think they'll cause him some issues on the outside. And I think this, Bob, I think Geno Smith's going to be wanting to get rid of the ball quickly. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Baltimore. It's Ray. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? I just got finished telling Nolan we're to set that up, man. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, Mike Bordick is reading that book, man. It's a phenomenal book. He is. Yeah, he's in on it. And Bordy, he likes that self-help stuff. And, you know, he's very appreciative, Ray. Uh, absolutely. I I might have to recommend a book a week because I <laughs> I read a lot of books. So, I need one, uh, I need one with pictures in it, if you don't mind. 
Playboy? <laughs> that one, too. <laughs> well, yo, you know, it, it seemed like you were Larry Flint kind of guy. Let's put it that way. Is uh, that uh, Penthouse? Uh, is that no, Penthouse? he was Hustler. Oh, Hustler. Oh, Penthouse. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, you know, as far as the game on Sunday, we, man. Uh, wasn't we a nasty one, too? They're all nasty. OUI? <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm like thinking it. I remember that. Yes, the game, please, Ray. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Sunday, man, you know, always has to start closing because it seems like he always, um, you know, you know, maybe the quarterbacks is made out of like rubber or, you know, um, um, grease or whatever the case may be, but he's always seemed to be wrapping around guys and he's not able to finish. And, he put on phenomenal muscle and weight between his rookie year and, and now. You know, you know, he's still getting there and he's still closing. So, you know, the moves that um Chuck Smith has instilled in him it seemed like it is working, but I think this is going to be the biggest test of the year for the Ravens. These teams are very similar. Um, you know, the secondary is the best secondary in the league. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, you, we're going to find out what the 2023 Baltimore Ravens are really made of, you know, going in. But I, I got a question, executive question for Vinny as I hang up the phone. And, and uh, Bob, I already talked to Nolan. We're going to set it up because Thanksgiving is coming, and sure. I'm going to need that jack. Uh, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. So with the success of, you know, Victor Wimbiyama, um so far, and, you know what I mean, and, and – is it a litmus test that tanking is working? And when it comes to the National Football League and in the draft, do you see, you know, I mean, even though Caleb Williams has dropped off a little bit, but do you still see teams? Because you, you know how teams move and operate, even though you, you know what I mean, been been away from the game. Remember it was uh, suck teams, for luck? Suck for luck? Yeah, Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you see, you know, any quarterbacks outside of Caleb Williams you know, coming up that will really force that issue of tanking. And what the NFL, and I know I've asked you this question again, but it, you know, it's bad concern because the success of Victor Wimbiyama, you know what I mean? Like teams, you know, it justifies teams tanking. So what are your thoughts on that, fellas? Now talk to y'all Tuesday. All right, Ray, have a great here's, here's the thing about tanking is, is, I mean, as owner or whatever, you're saying, you know, man, it'd be nice if we could go get, you know, lose these games. But the players and coaches, they want to win. When they go out there, they're playing to win. Sure. When you're practicing, you're you're practicing to win, you know. And the only thing that's different is towards the end, last couple games, they may have the cars packed, but if you give a team the opportunity to stay in the game, then they're like, screw it, let's go win this game. But if you pound on them early, then they shut it down. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, is going to join us. We're going to improvise and adapt, maybe push the whip around a little bit later on because people want to get in and talk about Sunday's game. It's a battle of first-place teams. Why wouldn't you want to talk about it? Keith Cavanaugh, 11.30, Maryland, hosting Penn State tomorrow. CQ Stadium. Terps getting a hard eight down at uh, College Park, trying to break a three-game losing streak. I'm not optimistic. I hope I'm wrong. I usually am. But this is one of those games where I think I might be right about. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t